the scripture says that God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you with a divine love. A love that no one, no one can really experience apart from Jesus Christ. For He's the only one that can give us this love. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are glad you've joined us today for our continuing celebration of the Lord's amazing love. As Raul explores the greatness of God's goodness and compassion, you'll see that these blessings aren't dependent on your earning His favor. They're freely given. Keep listening for assurance that the Lord's mighty love can completely fill your heart even overflowing into the lives of others. Let's join Raul Reese now in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. This morning we want to study that the kind of person that God uses is one who knows God's love. Tremendous lesson on the love of God. In 1 John, John the Beloved writes in chapter 4 beginning with verse 7. He writes to the church and he says, Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God sent His only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through Him. In this is the love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Think of the love that God has for you and for me this morning. We studied about the person that God uses is one who knows God's forgiveness. And we came to an understanding that God does forgive us for our sins. He cleanses, He washes us. By His precious blood. But think for a moment with me. Of how much. Not only God loves me. And God loves you. But think also. Of how much the world hates people. Think of the hatred that we can find among the world. People that do not have an understanding of the love of God. People that do not forgive other people. And yet we as believers in the gospel of Jesus Christ, we come to this understanding where we see that Jesus Christ not only forgave you, forgave me, but He loves you with a deep love. A love that is not wanting anything from you, but a love that is giving. A love that never retaliates. A love that never holds anything against you, against me. But it's a love that forgives and forgets. That's the love that God has this morning for you and for me. Listen to a couple of quotes concerning the love of God by Thomas Madden. He says, 
We love Him because He first loved us. Love is like an echo. It returns what it receives. And then John Owen says, We are never nearer to Christ than when we find ourselves lost in a holy amazement at this unspeakable love of Jesus Christ. I remember when I was first saved, I couldn't help myself from coming to the place in my life where I did not understand the love of Christ, where Satan would constantly beat me up and condemn me. And there are so many people that are beat up by the enemy constantly in sharing with you that God has not forgiven you, that God doesn't love you. And yet that is the lie of the enemy because the scripture says that God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you with a divine love. A love that no one, no one can really experience apart from Jesus Christ. For He's the only one that can give us this love. So in order for us to understand this morning what what God is trying to say to us and the kind of person that God uses as one that understands and knows the love of God, let us look to the Scriptures and see what the Scriptures have to say to us concerning God's love. First of all, in the Gospel of John, we are commanded to love one another. We are commanded. It's a command of God. It's a command of Jesus Christ to the church. To the disciples of Jesus Christ. Listen to John 13, 34-35 where he says, A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you love one another. And by this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if. You love one another. You see, the commandment is given by Jesus Christ to His disciples. And this is really a heavy commandment given to all of us who are Christians. If you're a Christian this morning, then you're given the command by Jesus Christ to love one another. That's a command. Which means that if you don't have this love, you need to ask God to show you how to get it. It's really important. It's an urgency within each one of our lives to possess this love. Look at the world this morning. The hate that we see today where people are insulting themselves and each other. And through verbal abuse destroying their homes. And also the killing that is going on in the streets of Los Angeles and the world today. These are people that do not know the love of God. And we're not going to see a change in the world until Jesus comes again. But before the Lord comes again, we must try. We must try to operate and to work under this great divine love that God has given to the church, to the Christians, to you and to me. But then think of how we as the church need to possess this love more within our lives as we become not only practitioners of this love, But especially to those that are outside of the church, those that we work with daily, those that we go to school with daily, those that are in our neighborhoods, how we need to share with them the love of God. 
You see, secondly, God's love is a giving love. It's a giving love, the scripture says. In John 3, 16 and 17, the most popular scripture which most people memorize, they know, he says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever, anyone, whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. And then he says this, For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Think for a moment on how much God loves you and me. It's so incredible when you think of the love of God. We deserve hell, yet He's given us heaven. And the most amazing thing about God's love is that when we have sinned in the past, and as we sin in the present, and even in the future, One day when we stand before God, as we have repented before Him, He says, I remember your sin no more. No more. For the love of Christ covers everything through His precious blood. Never ever again to be guilty, but to be dismissed. To be even as I have never sinned against God. That is surely the love that is given to us by Jesus Christ. How we need this morning Christ's example for us especially on how He gave Himself for us on Calvary. That was the main true sacrifice that He gave to us by His will. When He went to Calvary and He died on the cross. That surely was a giving love. Not that I love him, he loves me. That's what counts. He continues to love me, no matter what I do. God's love it doesn't change. It's a love that is unchangeable. That's the third point. God's love is unchangeable. It doesn't change. In John's Gospel, chapter 13, 1, as Jesus on his way to Jerusalem, and he's going to be crucified. He comes to Jerusalem in the last week of the life of Jesus. He takes his disciples to the upper room. He begins to stand to his feet, goes over to the side, takes a towel and puts it around his waist. Then he takes a bowl of water and he begins to go down to the disciples' feet and he begins to wash their feet one by one. And begins to demonstrate his love and how he is a servant of the Most High. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 for a wealth of resources illuminating God's unconditional love. You can also download our app for convenient access to study helps that will grow your faith. Now let's rejoin Rawl for the final part of today's lesson, A Person Who Knows God's Love. Think of the love that He had for you, the love that He had for me. Listen to what he says in John 13, 1. He says, And not before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour was come, then he now should depart out of this world unto the Father. 
Having loved his own which were in the world, he loved them even unto the end. He never ever gave up on one of the disciples. Even though Peter would deny him three times, yet Jesus continued to love Peter. Think of how many times you and I have denied the Lord even in our own lives. All of the things that we've done against Him willfully, against the truth of God, and yet He continues to say, I forgive you. I cleanse you. I wash you. Think of that love that He has for you this morning. Unconditional love. Unchangeable love. I wonder what was running through the disciples' minds When they saw Jesus get on his knees and begin to wash their feet. We have this in the gospel that when he came to Peter, Peter said, Lord, you're not going to wash my feet. And the Lord said, well, Peter, if I can't wash your feet, then you can't partake of my love. And then Peter said, Lord, give me a bath. Because I don't want to be departed from you. I want all of your love. I want all of you in my life. Imagine here, he's ready to be crucified on the cross. And his love for them has not changed, but it has increased more as he shows them that he is the great servant, the shepherd of the flock. And even though as he's sitting there and he's looking around, he sees Judas and Peter, James, John, all of them, and he knows that Judas is going to betray him for 20 miserable dollars. And yet through that love, he still continues to love Judas, even until the end. And he looks at Peter and he says, Oh, Peter, if you only knew, but I love you. Satan has been trying to get you out of here, but I have kept you. And that's what the love of Jesus Christ does to each one of us. Because he loves you so much. It's unconditional love that God has given to you. How much more shall we love him? Fourthly, God's love is a divine love. It's a divine love of God. In John 15, 9, he says, As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. Here we see, and here we have to be true and faithful to the call of God's love for us. That's what God desires. We have to continue to obey His commandments. We have to continue to know Him and the power of His resurrection. Not because we have to, but because we want to do what He says. That's the power of love. That's the power of this divine love that only that it can come through Jesus Christ as He is the one that steers up my heart to love Him and to love other people. And then fifthly, I see that God's love is a self-sacrificing love. Self-sacrificing In John 15, verses 13 and 14, he says this, Greater love had no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. Think of that. No man had greater love than Jesus Christ, that he laid down his life for you. You are his friends. I remember in Vietnam when I was there and how close we have become together as a squad, as a platoon. And I remember you were willing to give your life for your friend. 
If we're willing to do that as non-believers, imagine how much more we should be doing as believers when we really see the love of Christ and we understand it. This love that Christ has given to us is a self-sacrificing love. And how did He demonstrate that to you and to me? By giving His life for us. How much more shall we give our lives to Him? Completely, without any doubt, without any expectations. Think for a moment in your own mind, in your own heart, how we have become the friends of Jesus Christ. And if we have become the friends of Jesus Christ, think how much more we should not, not disobey His commandments. But how we should live for Him for eternity. Because this world is passing away, but yet God's commandments remain the same. They never pass away. God's Word remains the same. The love of God is so tremendous, so sacrificial, that six, God's love is also a love that is inseparable. It's an inseparable love, Paul says. When you study the epistle of Romans in chapter 8, verse 35 through 39, Paul demonstrates this love by saying, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation? Shall distress? Shall persecution? Shall famine? Shall nakedness? Shall perils or shall swords? As it is written, For your sake we are killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through Jesus Christ who loved us. For I am persuaded, Paul says, that neither death nor height nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor anything created shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Imagine that. In the love of God, in the love of Jesus, nothing can separate me from Him. He is sharing here, Paul the Apostle, he's sharing with us this love that he's received from the Lord that he knows about. It's a love that is inseparable. It is a love that remains no matter what happens. God doesn't change. And if God doesn't change, then we also should not change. Why? Because the Christian life is not a sweet bed of roses. The Christian life is a warfare. It will cost you your life to follow Jesus Christ. That is the love of Christ. And it's so neat because God has demonstrated that through His Son, Jesus Christ. It's going to cost you your life. Seventh, God's love is also a constraining love. According to 2 Corinthians 5.14, He says, For the love of Christ constrains us, because we thus judge... That if one died for all, then we are all dead. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Notice, we should not be living for one another anymore, for ourselves, but we should be able to live for others. 
Paul here makes it very clear that we should understand that the death of Jesus Christ was costly. He did not live for himself. He is our example. There are too many selfish people living today for themselves. We need to come to the same conclusion like Paul, that we are not going to live for ourselves any longer, but that we are going to live for Him in everything that we do. Remember that you and I today will be rewarded tomorrow for the things that we do eternally for Jesus Christ. Remember that. The only things that count in the kingdom of God are the things that we do for Him. Those will be the things that will be lasting. This is why this love of Christ should constrain you, should constrain me in our commitment to Jesus Christ. And not separate us, but unite us even greater in His love. And then Paul the Apostle in Galatians 2.20 says that his love, God's love, is not only sacrificial, but this love should bring the reckoning of the old men to be dead. The deadness of our flesh. Paul says, I am crucified with Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I am now living in the flesh... I live it by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. Think of all that Jesus Christ has done for you and me. To really obtain this love of God, it is going to take your full surrendering to the Lord of your will, of your life. That is, in understanding what Paul is saying here, He's actually speaking of the cross. The cross of Jesus Christ. It is the life of death to all my selfish desires and ambitions that I want and submitting those ambitions and those desires to what God wants to do in my life, allowing Him to work in me and through me. That's what He desires in this love. As you meditate on God's assurances of the Lord's gracious compassion, we pray that your spirit will be lifted with fresh hope and strength for the year ahead. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review today's lesson, just call us at 800-634-9165 and we'll send you a complete copy for a donation of $5 or more. Just ask for Raul's teaching titled, A Person Who Knows God's Love. We'd also like to tell you about this entire love series of 25 messages, all conveniently compiled on an MP3 flash drive. Each lesson will fill your heart with the wonderful truth that God's salvation is free through Jesus Christ, and His grace is sufficient to empower your life. Get in touch with us to purchase Roll's 25-lesson love series on MP3. To place your order, visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. And we'll send your thumb drive for a gift of $25 or more. That's just $1 per message. Our number again is 800-634-9165. You can also write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. 
We're also pleased to provide several free resources, and we hope you'll take advantage of all of them. If you've missed a message or would like to hear one again, every one of these programs can be downloaded as a podcast using iTunes or Spotify. For weekly Straight Talk with Rawl, visit his YouTube channel Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. This Q&A program features Bible-based guidance for godly living. This is a listener-supported ministry, and we value your partnership. Your tax-deductible donations keep us on the air. And thanks again for joining us. It's always a pleasure to study the Word of God with you, and we hope you'll make plans to join us next time for more life-giving insight into the beauty of God's loving heart. Here's Roll now with a final thought. And then lastly, God's love is an everlasting love. I love Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 31, 33 says this, The Lord has appeared of all to me, saying to me, Yes, Jeremiah, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. Imagine that. The God that loves you with an everlasting love, just think how God's love never ever will end, but it lasts forever. As you give and as you commit and you put your trust in Jesus Christ, here the prophet Jeremiah demonstrates that God loved him with an everlasting love. And that gives me a great assurance in my life to know that God's love is everlasting. It will never end. This is just a taste of things to come when we spend eternity with Jesus Christ, can you imagine what God will do in our lives? I am falling in love with you. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.